Yo, yo, and welcome to In The Lane. It is your host, Twisted Tapioca, and I am here with a super special guest today. This man is of unknown origin. He is of unknown height, mostly because I don't know those things about him. But I also know that the ceiling is the roof. This is an incredibly hilarious human being and a great basketball mind, even though he wants to downplay it a little bit. Uh, welcome to the pod, Frankie G. Yo, yo, what's up, man? Not much, brother. I'm super glad you're here. Uh, I was nervous about this for like three to four days, and then I realized that all the pressure's on you. You know, you're the pod's first guest. <laughs> you know, it can only uh, go downhill for me, but this is forever for you. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, I was thinking about it. This is my first time on a non-Miami Heat Beat pod, so. No kidding. Well, listen, I'm honored. I'm honored. So uh, it's our first for both of us. That's that's awesome. Uh, so hopefully my heart starts beating out my chest eventually, bro. <laughs> um, I want to give you the space to talk about Stream Beat for the 30 to 50 people that listen to this, and uh, especially my grandmother, who's a constant shout out grandma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just uh, before we get talking about that and uh, your mutiny for Miami Heat Beat, uh, you haven't had a really good chance to talk about what this winning streak has felt like. Uh, even though it's only two games, this feels like a revelation for us. I just wanted to give you some space to tell me your thoughts about the game uh, last night and what you generally felt about these last two wins. For me, this whole season, you know, there's a big asterisk going on with a lot of people just considering uh, the COVID and all the postponements, all the guys in the health and safety protocols that have to miss a week or two. They can box out, but they can't like hug each other after a game. You know, right, like, this right. is, it's it doesn't make any sense. So I, uh, I I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. I'm try I'm like watching the process more. I want to see development. I want to see both tinkering. I want to see Bam tinkering. I want to see everybody tinkering and trying things it's nice to get the wins but like i'm not as panicked as a lot of these people have made it be that uh you know the the winds aren't falling because if you look around the league everybody's everybody besides the the la teams and i think utah are like crammed up together so i'm not concerned at all they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna miss the playoffs barring any like unforeseen injuries to bam or jimmy um i think this team We'll figure it out once they have to finally stop playing Gabe Vincent, Kendrick Nunn, and <laughs> and all these G League and Max Struess. Like they're You're they're the scratching. Things. Nah, definitely not. But they're scratching the surface for like what they could be. Uh, we obviously saw last season what they could be, and I think with uh, Pat, with the assets, with the uh, buyout market, eventually with the they still have their BAE. So I think that they have a lot of versatility to improve. Yeah, and when you you look at uh, last night specifically, that was the most reminiscent of last season that the like all year that we've had. We had multiple double digit scores. Uh, everyone was touching the ball. It was moving. We were getting in some into uh, some of our motion sets, which we haven't done all year. Uh, it, dog, the offense has felt stagnant at certain points. After seeing that game, I feel a lot better. There is this part of me that worries about will we ever see all of our players on the floor at the same time? Like, will an injury derail this? And that kind of pessimistic heat fan is deep, deep in my soul. <laughs> so uh, I'm working through that. But seeing the team do what it did last night without its leader and primary facilitator, like, made me feel a lot better. 
Yeah, man. I, I think I think what this forces the guys that are active to do is to grow. Um, you have to be put in uncomfortable spots. You have to try things. Bam has to be more of a scorer, more of a leader. And he hasn't had to do that before. Now he now he has to. And this is only for the better. This is what this it's you know to take it off course a little bit. Uh, but it, it's big reason why I don't have a problem with Tyler being the point guard right now and struggling. Like that's gonna make him better in the long run. Uh, I'm completely fine with going struggling a little bit right now. You're gonna still get wins once everybody gets healthy. Uh, you know, the ship should write its course, but um, so we're not think, burning the boats. Uh, no, I, I'm not a burn the boats kind of guy right now. Like, uh, if you've talked to me previous seasons, I was definitely like, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. But we're not watching Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters anymore, we're watching good, competent players who work hard. If you had to, if if you had the choice between a team of Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters leading B, or B, B, B. Trump, what would you take? I didn't even hear the second option. That, would I, was you, talk, I was already picking it. Yeah, but the, the second option was another year of Trump. So maybe you want to consider. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yeah, okay, tough one, right? Fine, fine uh, Hassan and Dion. Oh. <laughs> but no, I'm glad to hear you say that. Uh, it gives hopefully he Twitter a little bit of rational thought. Uh, sometimes they're not always there. <laughs> he Twitter is irrational, and that's why we love them. Uh, it's a it's a, a winner or it's a a winner lose for them every time anything happens. They're panicking. Uh, what does this mean? Da da da. This is just. I think it's all dolphins and Twitter and uh, Kane's, uh, <laughs> Kane's talk, Twitter. like seeping yeah. into their heat mindset. Like you guys have. Like, yes, that's true for your football teams. It's not true for your basketball team, guys. I think I saw Alex Len photoshops two seconds after the Woj bomb that he was released. So no better fan base in the league, brother. No, like, at all. At all. Um, you are planning your own mutiny on your pirate ship. You are taking half of your organization and creating this singular entity of awesome reviewing i don't think you guys are going to be reviewing at all uh but tell me about stream like what's going on with this so it's we're 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 not really calling it a mutiny uh i, I think it was brass when brass uh saw the the chat going on about stream beat for the first time he texted gianni and said this like we're having an interaction here of course, of course uh, it was brass. <laughs> but what but we're not leaving heat beat at all. We you know, we got a G's blessing. G's gonna come on sometimes if if we get to talk about some animes and some movies. But we it's this is all just born out of uh, a joke, sarcasm, and and we shot our shot with Adnan Burke uh sarcastically. He said he'd come on. So we're like, oh shit, we're gonna do this. <laughs> This is basically how I booked you. <laughs> yeah. Just drunk after hangover time. Like, hey, man, you want to come on? <laughs> uh, That's hangover time for you. That it literally creates friendships right there. You guys need to be watching hangover time. Uh, let's do the thing that literally every network does, which is play the way, way, way too early MVP and NBA award game. I think a lot of these we're not going to dispute too much on me and you aren't going to go back and forth. Uh, and we might get those out of the way first. Do you have anyone else for rookie of the year besides Halliburton? Oh, 
you know, I haven't even really paid attention to the rookies yet, which is strange because I'm usually all in on the draft class. I've seen a couple clips of Halliburton and I like his game and everybody that I uh, like really trust their, their opinion uh, loves him. So I'm curious about him, but uh, I'm going to be the Homer pick, pick precious. Cause I don't know anybody else right now. Precious and Chua. So that's, we haven't gotten deep into this and no one will give my opinion any credence here. That's my starter. That's my four. Um, <laughs> in my perfect world, I'm starting Precious. And I know it's a spacing problem and I know it's an offensive consistency thing, but when that man's on the floor, the team's just a plus. And we're rebounding aggressively. We're reaching our offensive rebound numbers that I think we need to hit. That's the guy I wish we would start. So if we do, maybe you'll get your rookie of the year. <laughs> I, I, the way he's played, he's he's looked like a top five rookie from like national out, outlets. Like Zach Lowe's talked about him. Nikias Duncan of Basketball News has talked about him as as a top five rookie so far. He's he's and it's not often that you see, especially rookie bigs, uh, be good on both ends right out the gate. Not right out the gate. And then I think when you look at the um, the Las Vegas like odds makers for rookie of the year. It's mostly guards. It's yeah, Halliburton and Ball and, and the, the list, the first top five is guards. And I, I don't even yeah. think Precious peaks in until after 15, but that's for people not paying attention. Right. LaMelo, LaMelo, to his credit, I don't think he's starting yet. The last I heard he wasn't, but he's been fantastic from the highlights. And Charlotte's been a sneaky, fun team. I love I like the way they move the ball. So if if Lamelo gets some more playing time and and gets uh, to increase his stats and his numbers, he's he's a pretty safe pick. Wiseman Wiseman's pretty good too. Uh, he's with Draymond back. Uh, he's been playing a lot better. So yeah, I and that's the key for him, I think, which is mm -hmm. having a floor general because now he seems to be in his spaces that he's supposed to be in when they play defense. Absolutely, and and offensively, he gets to feed off all the pressure that. Uh, Steph and, and Draymond command and, and he can just play off them and get easy dunks all day. Currently he's a minus player. Now currently he had to play through the beginning of the Warrior season. So mm. it's hard to predict him. And again, this is an NBA awards prediction. So we're trying to space it out. Um, but to me, Halliburton's stats, all they, they all tell me that that's going to be the guy. He's putting up the points to get the nod and, and rookie of the year is a, a less... I don't know if the writers really look at it as critically as they look at MVP or most improved, but uh, everything that needs to be there is there. He's also running a 4.3 turnover to assist ratio or assist to turnover ratio, which is pretty solid for a rookie. That's so, great. Yeah, I'm a fan. Let's do let's do most improved because you have names that you've been wanting to think about for a while, and I'm sure that maybe you haven't given this too much thought, but. I'll throw this out to you, right? Okay. Um, Julius Randle finally being a player that can pass the ball. Uh, Christian Woods' explosion in that rocket system. Uh, Jeremy Grant is a name that you see passed around a lot. Um, and those those are like the three guys that you can project out that they might be able to play most, like they might be in play for most improved player. I really think it's Christian Wood though. Hmm. Have you seen much of Christian Wood play this year? Um, I've seen some play, some highlights, uh, especially when Harden was still on the team. Uh, and I, I'm a John Wall fan, so I was happy to see him back and healthy. Me so too, I've seen man. I've seen some Christian Wood, but um, 
I think what's going to hurt him is that he he had uh, really good numbers last year too. Uh, so I think like last year was his most improved year, but he's, he's definitely a candidate because, you know, a lot of times it's a free contract year, free agency looming guys break out, guys start shooting the ball better because they want to make that, that money, but he's, he's keeping out his numbers up or, or exceeding them in a lot of areas. So he's definitely a candidate. I would say, uh, Grant would be my pick, uh, just because of the, all the stuff he's showing that he he what he hadn't shown before especially his off the dribble game he's he's been incredible do you give any credence to they'll just give it to julius rand or yeah to julius randall because he's on the <laughs> knicks and the knicks aren't losing games <laughs> absolutely not the the new york propaganda doesn't <laughs> works for baseball it works for football it doesn't work for basketball the knicks are a joke it's- i do like randall uh and i've liked his game since college when he was at kentucky he was a monster uh when he was in la he and uh luke walton let him handle the ball because of injuries i thought i saw this game and i i was i loved how him you know running the ball and in transition like a running back and just bullying and bulldozing uh defenders and, and finishing in traffic it was it's awesome to watch so i, I like that he's given more of responsibility now i've always liked his game Julius Randle, sneaky heat lifer. <laughs> I, I, he was one of the guys that I used to like trade for in 2K all the time, just because I loved ha- having him and Bam be able to push the ball in transition. Yeah, he's a bucket, man. I, I think that people pick on Julius, but he's an absolute bucket. It, it's one yeah. of those guys you put him on the floor, he's going to score points. And honestly, he wouldn't hurt this team. I, I wouldn't need Julius Randle on this team. Yeah, he would be fun as like a if if Precious Achua became Julius Randle offensively, you would love that. That just made my <laughs> life right there. I, I literally cannot even fathom that. Um, this is the one we can have some fun with, right? Because here we're starting to get into some players that might be Miami Heat guys. Where are you on Defensive Player of the Year? Ooh. Um... You see, you ask me a lot of these national categories, and uh, I working for Heat Beat has like really locked my focus in on, on Miami more than ever. So I'm I'm like struggling. Like I'm sh- once you start naming names, I I can remember conversations I've seen or heard on podcasts. Well, you uh, have you have your generic guys that yeah, are in Bears, defensive player. Yes, AD, um, Giannis, Giannis. These are the guys that are in the conversation every year because they're yeah. big men and they're good at what they do. Um, the few names that are fun, and I think these are both plus 1,600 odds guys, are Miles Turner, who has been exceptional this year. Um, I've been watching a lot of Indiana because I was big on the Victor train. Uh, he's been incredible. Uh, I mean, that, that guy can play basketball and our homegrown hero, Bam Adablaco. Bam Adablaco is a 1600 uh, odd for Defensive Player of the Year, which is kind of high on the list nationally, considering that Bam usually doesn't get a lot of play in the national media. Like Zach Lowe loves him, um, but there's not too many guys that you hear talk about Bam. Yeah, Miles, uh, for, we'll talk about Miles first. He's. Um... He's, he's improved so much. Uh, I remember my friend Isaac on, on Twitter uh, fell in love with him before the draft and really wanted Miami to take take him um, out of Texas. He's, you know, jump shooting big. He can you know, block shots, move his feet pretty well. 
he's a good player. Um, I don't think Indiana's will be good enough for him to get that deep boy hype. Um, and as for Bam, I don't think his team will perform defensively well enough because of all the G League and white guys that they have to play. <laughs> I, if, if Bam could like focus, like if Jimmy and Tyler were healthy and and able all season, and Bam could just focus on defense, uh, I think Bam would have a shot. But I don't think this is the year where he's going to be shooting for deep boy. Well, I think if he uh, keeps blocking game winners, there's the chance that national attention starts to pick him up. And right. mo- like most awards, back to back winners or winners separated by two or three years. The, the media starts to turn towards a fresh face and that's his chance. It's very small. It's very unlikely. Um, we're probably looking at a Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year since he's fell back from his, like, I don't know how much Utah you've watched, right? But he's not really getting the offensive touches anymore. He really is their rim defender and primary rebounder. And he's doing that at an exceptional level. Yeah. He, if he, if I had to bet money, I would put money on AD uh, just because there was a lot of uh, hype around him last year. And with Giannis getting it and the Lakers winning the championship uh, in an asterisk year just because they won and the Heat didn't, the, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he got that sneaky pick who I don't think will get it at all. But Ooh, I would, he would deserve it. Uh, uh, who has played like he deserves it is Drew Holiday. Oh. He is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was banging the table for uh, in the Miami Heat beat group chat for him, and guys were like, "Yeah, but he doesn't do this," you know. Especially Johnny. Johnny is his number one hater because uh, he, he he doesn't shoot threes well enough and stuff. But if well, he's the natural him, enemy of Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah, they're, they're born rivals. Exactly. But uh, I love Drew. I've loved Drew for a long time. He is a fun player to watch. He is a monster defensively. Can guard one through three. Can guard some fours. Uh, he's fantastic. I I would love him as my point of attack defender. As my wing defender. As whatever defender I need. Does he look bigger to you this year too? Like this man is large, and I like <laughs> when he plays some of the point guards in the. I don't know if it's just teams that Milwaukee's been playing lately, but he looks huge, man. You know my my opinion on this with guards. And sometimes their jersey numbers could just make him look. Like <laughs> he's gone from eleven to twenty-one. It doesn't look like a, a point guard's number, so he <laughs> he looks a little bigger. Plus, I think he changed his hairstyle up a little that'll bit. Do, so that'll it's do possible. It. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Well. It's the Jonathan Isaac effect, right? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, let's do before we do MVP. Let's just knock out uh, six man, which like most of our candidates are in Florida, right? Uh, Terrence Ross has been an absolute stud this year for the Magic. Um, uh, Goran Dragic is probably going to put up the stats to be in the conversation. He's been, he's missed a lot so far this season. And it's a matter of how you project him and how many minutes he's going to play. Um, Goran had some push last year to get six man of the year. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? Where do you have any sneaky six man of the year picks? Like this is one of those awards you cannot really predict. It'll just go to whoever was playing the best in the last quarter of the season. Right. Um, hmm, a sneaky one. I'm not sure. I do like Goron as a sneaky national pick because I think I think the Heat's going to really hit their mark in the second half when and that's when I've, national media really starts picking up 
uh, attention for these national awards because they got to start making selections. So I wouldn't be surprised if Goran made a run. I don't think he'll get it because I don't think he'll put the lofty numbers up that he'll yeah. need. Safe bet is always an LA guy right now, unfortunately. It's bore. It's a boring answer, I know. <laughs> but um, you know, Lou will for another run. Ah, uh, yeah. I you really you see that one because he looks on the downturn. I don't see it, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know he makes a run at it again, and it's it's a safe pick for the national riders. Yeah, and if you're gonna put money, I guess you're gonna put it on the the the, the guy that the award's gonna be named after once he retires, right? Exactly. I do like. I bring up Terrence Ross because I do like him as a sneaky. I like pick. Ross too. It, I, and a matter of fact, I, I've been pounding the table in the Discord for uh, you know when anytime Nunn scores more than twelve points, just offer him, like <laughs> just offer him for Ross, just see what you can get. You talk yeah. about national uh, national games, or, or you're not seeing too many national games. Have you watched Kevin Durant at all this season? Oh yeah, I've watched his highlights. I, I've caught. I, I, I'll go on YouTube while at work and just. You know, check out all the buckets he had this game. He looks great. He's not as explosive as he once was, but that's to be expected, and he's still a fantastic scorer. He's replaced that explosion with lethal efficiency. Yeah. It's ridiculous. His his like his true shooting right now, which isn't my favorite stat, but it's yeah. just the one that comes right off the table. His true shooting is uh, 67%. Is a true shooting number is 67%. His effective field goal is 61%. Um, he's a plus 16 when he's on when the when he's on the court for them versus being off. Like he gives them. In the numbers that he's got on basketball reference make this MVP argument almost pointless. Being positive 16 and not having the explosiveness to go and bang on someone's head is ridiculous to me. Like his efficiency is it's just through the freaking roof. Do you have anybody that, in, if any of these awards are uh, narrative awards, this is probably the one. With the Bucks being as loved as they've been in past seasons, do you have anybody that you think pushes for MVP? Uh, I think KD's a great pick. Um, I, I wonder if the Harden trade hurts him here, though, uh, just because, you know, the, the media is a fit. Well, I mean, and also, to be fair, the media always decides when their big three is appropriate and when is it not, That's absolutely you know. Uh, so I don't I don't know how they'll feel about that, but I think KD is a great pick. Uh, he, he looks incredible, and he looked incredible when Kyrie was out and there was no James Harden. So I'll give him that credit. Um, Luca's Luca's very popular. His team hasn't performed as well as they need to, but I, I, that's a team I could definitely see like getting right. They've missed a couple guys through COVID, uh, and the two other picks, the two bi- best big men in the league. Uh, best fives, Embiid and Jokic, incredible. Sixers look good. Um, Embiid looks amazing, and Jokic. Uh, jo- the Nuggets are struggling a little bit. I think Gary Harris uh, needs needs a little bit of whatever Kendrick Nunn found, <laughs> and uh, he's he's gonna uh, he's got to figure it out one day. He's too good of a player. Hopefully so I think not that, COVID. Hopefully he yeah, find COVID. <laughs> Definitely not. You said Jokic. I think that's really interesting because Jokic is killing it, especially in highlights. 
he's getting a lot of those top 10 ESPN plays right now. Uh, so Jokic has a lot of pull too. And I'm just looking at the odds. And it's, it's literally Giannis, AD, Jokic. And so it's funny how the, the league tells you that big men mean nothing and then everyone's trying to draft a BAM prototype every yeah. single year. Well, if you man. look at all those big men, all it's not those like stereotypical old man, old nineties big men. All those big men can can drive from the three point line, can shoot, can pass. Like those guys are like the the big man today is is so incredibly skilled and and has to be quick. The Bam Adebayo's, the the Giannis, the Anthony Davis, they're, they're all freaks of nature in their own rights. I think my biggest like thing that sticks with me about heat twitter is the constant barrage of we need to find a five and them going through every uh free agency list and early buyout guy that they can find when this team literally almost doesn't have positions like it's, it's pointless to even talk about trying to find a legit five when our whole game plan is based well right now it's a drop defense but probably by the time we get into the playoffs it's going to be 2-3 zone and and switch man switch so like how do you feel about that like when you look at the team and what holes they have and something that you could pick to fill a need what's your number one where you go to immediately it's not necessarily a position uh it's more two-way guys um you have i would say three two-way guys on the team right now and jimmy bam and avery bradley and two of them are out with uh, health and safety protocols. So sneaky Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> Duncan is getting closer there. Uh, he's he he's not no longer a negative on defense, I would say. But the rest of the guys are just one way guys, uh, offensively or defensively. So it's not even a strict position. It's just you need guys that can play both ends that are capable of uh, closing games and not being uh, a target for a LeBron James or a uh, James Harden or whoever. I just find got- it interesting that people want to trade for JaVale McGee. I think that's like my my Man. big sticking point. <laughs> Man, if you haven't noticed, NBA like NBA fans are just obsessed with the transaction. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> the, and and it, it the Heat fans are no different. They want they just want to move. They they get get excitement, see if it works. If it doesn't work, we can make another move, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's it's just like Myers Leonard will give you what Bale McGee will give you. I think. I, I hope. I would give him ten million friggin' dollars. So I hope. <laughs> uh, Frankie, dude, this. I don't want to keep you too long. I've had a great time. Uh, this has been incredible, man. You being in the lane here with me, both of us having our first podcast experiences away from our homes. Um, I just appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come over here and, and talk to me in my thirty some odd years. Hey, for sure, brother. Uh, you've been a big supporter of ours and myself. So, like, I, I wanted to show some love back to you, uh, show you that we appreciate it. And, and all the Heat Beat guys and girls were, were very supportive of uh, me jumping on. And, and uh, you know, they, they, they love you, too. They, they, notice, they all know Twisted Tapioca. It's a good name, man. I, Hangover Time gets me like working with my creative juices <laughs> uh did you have to clear it with g did g make this a whole thing for you no nah, i let him know i he, <laughs> g, g doesn't care g's not that boss that's that's the other guy got you got you well man thank you for rocking with me in the lane today brother
You got it, brother.